Dan's Driving Double Feature presents A Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House Episode 3 Covering Minutes 3 of Spookies and Ghost House They're both haunted houses, they're both crazy, they're both fun They're both, it's what, Spookies is 85? I think a copper 80, 85, 86, and Ghost House is 88 uh, thank you for, for joining me on this. The two films I enjoy. I've, I said before why I enjoy them. We are watching Spookies off of the glorious Vineyard Syndrome Blu-ray. And we are watching Ghost House off of the Screen Factory Double Feature Blue with Witchery. And I forgot to mention something about Ghost House, which I'm going to try to remember to mention this time. But let us... Um, Spookies, where were we? The credits had ended. And we saw an old guy sitting in a room with a coffin with lots of candles around him talking about um, the last of the someone or other is about to arrive and then they will be together forever. And then we see the graveyard itself. We did see, um, presumably he was underneath this with her, like a breathing, almost like um, um, a tombstone, not a tombstone, like the, you know, the covering for a grave, the stone covering for... A, a grave, more like a mausoleum kind of thing, but like sort of breathing with chains over it. And the last image we saw was of a house with the cemetery um, in front of it. And we saw, yeah, we saw the house. So let's um, let's dive into minute three. And we are post-credit on both of these movies, which is nice. A minute three of Spookies. So in this minute, just from the listening, you'd think it was just a series of like wind chimes and synthy noises and cats and owls. And that's kind of what it is. And someone walking. You hear a lot of really good foley, you know. Actually, I was thinking of um, that, that moment in Top Secret, uh, Zucker and Zucker's Top Secret, where they're, uh, they're approaching the um, that castle with uh, Dr. Flamand in it. And you, you hear them walking through the leaves and you just hear... And Val Kilmer goes, shh, and you're, and all the noise stops. That kind of, I thought, mm, we're really, we're really selling the. He's walking through the leaves, and and so this is this, and the he is 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 a, is a young man, uh, thirteen, fourteen. I forget. I think he says he's turned thirteen. Um, we we basically after we see the shot of the. Uh, woods we see the shot of someone walking through them uh, with uh, like a like a, um, uh, yeah sort of like a, a zip up uh, sweatery jackety thing and jeans and uh, uh, baseball cap and a, and a backpack and we see a couple times a sort of odd cat wolf man thing 
looking at him from the trees and and the minute is basically this this boy goes over to the um a uh, tree trunk takes off his backpack sits down begins to look through it and they would keep cutting away to meow and hoo 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 kind of things that he keeps looking over um scared and uh that's kind of the whole minute i i mean i i like the fact that it's interesting that when the the skeleton appears at the beginning in the Spookies thing, and then suddenly gets the big smile on his face. It's it, it's a bit of hey, we're gonna have some fun, folks. Uh, and then you see that guy underground or wherever he is talking to the coffin. You're like, okay, what's going on here? And then you immediately cut to a kid in the woods by himself. If he's in the woods by himself, and he's not like dressed like a Boy Scout or something like that, he's clearly he's run away from home. And he's got a backpack. So he's run away from home. Why is he run away from home? What's going on? The guy underground mentioned that the last of the people were arriving, but he didn't mention a kid. So is this person part of those people who are arriving, or is this someone else who's that cat thing that's looking at him? Is the kid going to be all right? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on? You know? And I, and I like I like the fact... I remember liking the fact when I first saw this in, uh, when I was 16 or whenever, I remember liking the fact that suddenly there was a kid there. Because uh, a lot of times, kids are, kids are safe from um, getting killed. A lot of times, kids are safe. I mean... You know, look, look at look at Jason Lives is a great example. You know, none of the kids get killed in that. Look at Madman. You know, none of the kids get killed in that. Um, but then look at Sleepaway Camp too. You know, look at um, look at Rabbit Grannies. Um, I'll stop there. I, I'm not going <laughs> to name all the um, horror films of the time period where um, children get killed or don't get killed. But but the fun thing with introducing the kid <clears throat> is that you you don't really know at all what the film's going to be about and you you get you get some vagueness from the the speak of the man under the ground or with it with the coffin but it doesn't really it doesn't i mean it doesn't make sense full fully sense uh, full sense yet but having the kid in is kind of like huh what's going on and then you see that creepy i mean that is a creepy cat guy whatever the hell that is up in the woods and the wind chimes are going off the synths are going off and you just sort of think it's it's funny whenever i see this thing i always think the same thing like i mean have you ever run away from home be honest i never have um there were times when when home got bad when i was a kid my thing when i was a kid is that my dad died when i was nine and I kind of made the vow to other family members that I would always would sort of be there for my mom. So as shitty as things might have gotten, I was never going to leave until it was time for me to go. You know, to go away to college for four years and then to move cross country. Uh, but 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 as a, as a, as a kid, as as someone in, in grade school, middle school, I went to Catholic school, so we didn't call it middle school. But you know what I mean. Um, and high school, no, I would never run away. My sister might have. My sister Lorraine might have. I don't think my sister Allison ever would have. She had a pretty sweet, because she was the youngest child, and she was the one who was there when most of the rest of us were gone. So she she was kind of almost an only child. My brother Mike, I never quite figured out what my brother Mike was up to. He's a good guy in his own way. Um, but I, I would never have run away from home, especially like... Um, 
this the, the kid here looks 12 13 14 something like that maybe 12 13 uh, we'd have, I'd have to hear him speak and add stuff I, I can't tell um, from from just here I mean I'm bad at guessing how old kids are I don't know is he 23 is he four I don't know but but I, I like this in here because there there is the feeling of I mean like I said he he's a runaway I mean I think that's completely obvious but just the fact that he's like who run away and sort of like with Calvin and Calvin and Hobbes you know Calvin always when he ran away from home the few times he ran away from home and like that one time he went to did he go to Mars I forget where he went the weirdos from another planet you know when, when he ran away you know he always felt he had enough stuff and then Hobbes would end up eating all the sandwiches in one sitting and they'd run out of comics to read and have to go back or they'd end up like 30 feet from their house and didn't realize it and so this kid, I mean, he's got a backpack full of stuff there, but you're never going to, you're never going to, I, I just think maybe there's an inability to think that far ahead when you're that age. I mean, if I were to run away from home now, that would be stupid. But if I were to run away from home as a grown-up, actually, I would have money that I could access. Um, he wouldn't, this kid wouldn't. So everything in the bag is everything he thinks he needs to survive for however long he's going to be out there. And I get the feeling he probably, I think a lot uh, I, I get the feeling maybe that this isn't like this isn't like Dawn story of a teenage runaway. Uh, you know, this isn't like she he's not gonna end up on some street somewhere just, you know, midnight cowboying it. Um you know, I, I, I get the feeling just looking at it that this is more of a kid who, just kind of the way he's dressed and, and just kind of the way he looks. And he, I just kind of get the feeling that, like, he's prepared to be out there by himself for one night. And he completely expects everyone to find him the next day. Uh, some of that could actually be pulled from what happens later in the movie, and I could be just... Um, um, looking ahead in a way that I shouldn't but that's kind of the feeling when I get that I get when I look at him his backpack is full though I do like that it isn't like they didn't just put his backpack like half full or something his backpack is packed with stuff you can pack a lot of junk in there I mean he could have three four he could have three four days worth of clothes in there he could have depending upon what he brought to eat he could have three four days worth of food in there you know he could have a couple of books you know it's maybe his walkman a bunch of batteries some I don't know um, but the fact that he's out there in the middle of these woods, let's talk about that briefly. And there's a giant cat man. Well, not a cat man. Uh, uh, someone who's a, a grown a grown man who seems to be half cat or half wolf or half whatever the hell he is. Looks a bit like, jeez, um, I forget the character's name from, jeez, um, from 1986. From, oh, they would have been, they would have been making it around the time this I think was released um, from the Doctor Who story Mind Warp or the second four, episodes 4 through 8 of The Trial of the Time Lord from season 23 of Doctor Who in 1986 with Colin Baker with Six Doctor and Perry Nicola Bryant uh, the one with um, the second the present day Philip Martin wrote it for the present day um, uh, evidence in The Trial of the Time Lord where they land on Thoros Beta and Brian Blessed is there and Brian Blessed has a it's not Dorf what the heck is his name? I'll find out for the next episode. But the um, the um, uh, Brian Blessed's character, his sort of second in command guy, who they genetically alter into like a wolf kind of person, and that's sort of what this this guy looks like—a much calmer version of him. Because the the character in, in the Doctor Who episode had the mouth, the, the the jaw was huge, and it was crazy and. 
Yeah, so the kid the kid runs away from home and he goes deep into the woods. Um, it's funny, you, you would think at that time, I mean, this was the mid-80s and don't do drugs and, you know, they were warned, don't talk to strangers. So you'd think you'd, you'd go into the woods and you'd be safe, but of course this was the time too where growing satanic panic. Of course, the big difference being like the don't do drugs and don't talk to strangers, that was actually, you know, you could quantify that shit. But the uh, satanic panic was mostly goofballery. And so I, I love the fact that this kid's in the woods. I would love to know where he came from, that he wound up in this spot in the woods. It's not midnight yet, but it is almost there. And he's probably been out for a few hours now. And his family, I would bet, are looking for him. And I wouldn't think if he's walking, he's too far from home. And maybe he's in a place in the woods that he possibly has gone through before. Uh, maybe that's why he feels safe stopping there. I don't know. But there is something going on there. And the interesting thing is, and I'll, I'll stop here. I won't go into Ghost House. The, the, the interesting thing is, look at, look at the end of this minute where he is kind of, um, he's kind of crouched down looking at his bag, and then there's a noise, and then he turns and looks. And look in the lower right-hand corner. I'd never seen this movie widescreen until the Video Syndrome Blu-ray came, came out. But look in, right at the same time that you hear, like, the, I forget if it's the, the hoo-hoo, or the wow, which one it is, but a light goes on. Now, granted, it's probably some sort of error and they didn't realize that light was maybe in the frame but there is something creepy about the fact that you have this space where there seems to be something going on with an owl and a cat and we've seen this cat man this kid looks over and right before the right when the noise comes on something in the bottom corner lights up maybe we'll find out more in the next minute i don't know but let's go on to ghost house right now because ghost house we're inside the house and we've had another cat howl and I believe, is it Henrietta the guy's looking for? There's an older gentleman in the house looking for someone, and he heads towards, I believe, a basement staircase. And as he's heading towards the basement staircase, we hear in the background sort of a strange, distorted, musical something or other. So, listen, listen to this. She's a little cutie. She's in her white dress. I don't know how old she is. She looks probably a couple years younger than the, the boy in um, uh, Spookies. If he's 12 or 13, she's 10 or 11? I don't know, 9? Like I said, she's is she 2? Is she 87? I don't know. I, I honestly can't tell. But she does look a little younger than 
um, the and she's dressed in white too, and she's crying as she's standing there with the bloody scissors, and so it's it's, it's a wonderful moment where um, you know, if she were to run away from home, she she yeah that might be a little more like henry portrait of a serial killer leaving home than the, what happened with the kid and spookies but yeah it's her birthday and she killed the cat i mean maybe that's what she wanted for but maybe she thought it was a piñata you know maybe she maybe she maybe someone told her you know like like a, what's a piñata oh you you kill a cat and open it up and all the cat guts fall out and that's what a piñata is i don't know i don't know i mean uh I mean, was that in a movie, like, where some kids were, like, hit, like, a donkey piñata or something, but the donkey was filled with, like, the donkey piñata was filled with, like, a real animal? So when they hit it, like, guts fell out? I mean, there's the guts falling out of the bear in, in Carnival of Blood, but that's not the, quite the same thing. But, uh, yeah, the guy isn't happy, and the guy, if that's his daughter, he's, um... He and his wife waited some time before they had a child. Maybe she's the last child. Maybe she was a bit of a, um, oops, we're having another kid kind of thing. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, the little girl, it's, it's weird, the little girl, you, you think for a moment that he's going to slap her, but he doesn't, and I'm, I'm glad he doesn't. Now, I know that she isn't, spoiler, she is an evil little kid. Hey, she just stabbed her cat to death with scissors. I don't, I don't think I'm going too far afield to suggest that she might not be the kindest of children. She might be a bit of a bad seed, as it were. But then there's that weird music playing. and Well, well the, the dad, yeah, the dad, um, yeah, the dad is the punishment um, ready for her. I will say the one thing about his punishment is, is this, that when I was a kid, her age... I lived on 313 Berry Road in Rondecourt, New York. It was Seneca and Berry. Seneca Avenue, Berry Road. I used to have to go into the basement a lot. And we had a big portion of our basement. We had a big basement. And the big portion of the basement was set off as kind of like a play area, a fun area. There was... I think there was a TV down there for a brief time, but there were there was, we had all the board games and all the fun stuff, and we had a huge Lionel train set with like two train tracks, one on the outside and one that like looped around on the inside. And there was so much fun stuff, and we would go down there during the day sometimes and play during the winter. Uh, you know, we couldn't go outside, or we we actually I prefer going outside, but we go down there and play with friends. We had games and books and all kinds of fun stuff, and chests full of toys and great things. But if you went down the steps and went to the right, you entered the space where Henrietta seems to be in, the space that most basements are, you know, washers, dryers, stationary tubs, old tools, um, ladders, bits and bobs of like furniture that you haven't used, exercise equipment that no one uses anymore, um, stacks of just random junk. Maybe a closet somewhere. We had a cedar closet in the second house I lived in that smelled gorgeous, and I used to, I used to sit inside it in the pitch blackness and listen to heavy metal because I was afraid my parents would get mad at me if I listened to it. But most most basements, I think, probably look the way this basement looks, which is just kind of a mess, and it's a place where you store stuff and you do your laundry and maybe you keep. So you got a fruit cellar or something. Uh, so it's not the fun sort of basement that I had for a portion of my life, and other people have had. Don't get me wrong; I've I've gone in I've gone into plenty of basements. For every basement I've gone into, that scares the hell out of you. 
you go into a basement that is just lovely. Um, a, a good friend of mine, like Matt, when I was when I was when I was in high school, you know, the basement was where his his dad and his brother had like their offices when they they, they sometimes went to offices but most of the time they worked out of home and that's where their offices were so you went down the steps and if you went sort of to the left through a door you were in the hot water heater furnace washer dryer area which is always a little dank which is always a little dusty which was always needed the lint filter cleaned and the whole room kind of thing stationary tub this that and the other but if you went the other way it was kind of like an office environment there were a couple little offices there was a bathroom you know and and that's like in Barry Road like I said it was it was this lovely little place where you would go and you would play and I would spend hours sitting there um listening to books on tape Christopher Lee reading Edgar Allan Poe and and playing with the trains you know but I wouldn't go through that door into the space with the furnace and the wash and dryer and stuff because that's where the monsters were and then when we moved into a house when I was a teen we had an all monsters basement but but the by, by that time, I wasn't scared of the dark anymore, and so I was fine going to that basement. But I would say this girl is hanging out in the portion of the basement that I would never have hung out in at her age. So saying that you're going to make her sit in the dark is possibly not going to scare her as much as you think it is. It might bore her a little, and I would bet you, I'm not meaning to be rude, but I, I would bet you cash money there's there's more than one way to turn on the lights to the basement down there it's not just at the top of the stairs you know the like in, in i mean i mean obviously he goes down the stairs and she's within in the basement area but i would imagine somewhere in that basement there's a light that she can turn on so unless he's going to the breakers and and, and just turning everything off she's probably going to have some light down there and if she just was down there by herself in the in the almost darkness stabbing her cat to death with the scissors do you think she's really going to care if you go back up shut the door again which is already shut i think and 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 turn out the lights did you hear that creepy music where was that music from i love that music so much i love that theme so much it's one of those great like later on when you realize find out what the theme is it's like it's a great moment but yeah it's this poor this poor dad you know, I feel like, you know, Henry has done a few weird things, but on her birthday, stabbing her cat to death with scissors, this might be, I mean, how long would you have to, I mean, what, do you have a book for that? Like, how long would you have to lock your daughter or son or whoever in the basement after they've stabbed their cat to death? You almost think, like, you might try to bring them up and talk to them for a little bit rather than... I would have just, me, I would have just set out the punishment. Now, I would have kind of peed my pants and just, ah, and, but there would have been lights I could turn on or, you know what, you know what I would have probably done? Um, we had those little uh, windows, you know, those windows like in um, Black Christmas, you know, Jess, Jess, you know, when, when, what's his name is, is, um, um, uh, Peter, Peter, you know, when at the end of Black Christmas, when he's wiping away, the, and it's those little thin windows that are like right, like on the ground because everything else is underground. He breaks through the window, comes in. I think I probably would have, if I had been trapped in there, like the way, if I'd been made to be trapped in there, the way she is, I would have probably gone through one of those windows because we could open, you could open those windows if I remember correctly. Um, and well, they weren't pleasant, but you could open those windows. And um, I want to say they weren't directly on the ground, but they were like, 
there was actually like a space dug around them and like maybe a grate or something. I don't know. But I, I would remember if, if worse came to worse, I would have gone up there before the monsters got me. I would have gone through that. I would have done my best to go through that window. And um, I don't think she's going to do that because I think she is nuts. I think her, her wide eyes and the bloody scissors and the way she wipes her eyes, I think she's nuts. And it's her birthday, too. Wouldn't it have been funny? Wouldn't it have been a fun movie if she runs away from home in the next minute and meets up with the kid in Spookies and they have adventures? I don't know what the kid's name in Spookies is. Let's call him um, Lipton. There's a fun name. Lipton and Henrietta getting adventures out in the woods. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I think these were probably shot not too far from one another. I'll look into that. But um, wouldn't that have been fun? But I don't think it's going to happen. I think the kid in Spookies is is alone and afraid. And this little girl here is about to go to the devil. Yeah. And so, that well, that's the end of this one. I'm going to stop right here. That, that's enough of yakking about, about this minute here. She's going to get punished. Her dad is going to leave her in there on her birthday. And um, I don't think it's going to go well. So what's what's going to happen for our kids? It's fu- it's it's funny that we I, I didn't realize at the end of the third minute we'd have the focus on two kids so strongly here because when I think of the movies I don't think of per se I don't think of kids but um, let us let us wrap up uh, spooky minute spent in a ghost house episode three covering minute three of these two movies I hope you enjoyed it and um, we'll be back next time and we'll find out what uh, scared um, Lipton in the woods and uh, whether uh, what Henrietta is going to do being locked in the basement. 